All right. So we're here once again on episode 59 of Commanders in the Chat. What's going on, Rob? Good, good. You know, it's been a actually a decent week of no off the field news, nothing but commanders talk of possible playoff team and you know playoff run. It feels nice. It's a little different. I like it. I can get used to this. Yeah, it's been a very quiet, quiet week. Uh, knock on wood, but it's been a very quiet week for the Washington Commanders. And um, coming in town is the Atlanta Falcons. So obviously, everybody know when when the Falcons come to play, I got to bring in my guy. Miles Garrett, what's going on, Miles? How's it going, guys? Good to good to see y'all again. It's uh, it's been what about a year now, right? About a year, yeah. It came <laughs> on um, on my other uh, Couch Coach Live. Um, we uh, we came to Atlanta last week, uh, last year, in that uh, October matchup of twenty twenty one. But yeah, um, yeah, man. So a lot of stuff is going on. You know, it definitely it's funny how this Atlanta Falcons team. I know a lot of people looked at them in the preseason as if like, oh, you know, this team was going to probably, you know, one of the worst teams in the NFL. But, you know, you're sitting out here at five and six. So, uh, Miles, what are your, your thoughts on uh, this Falcons uh, season? Yeah, no, you mentioned it there. A lot of people preseason, uh, I feel like a lot of people involved with the team were kind of aware of this, but I feel like it was more of a national perspective of the Falcons that they were going to be, you know, two and 15, all this kind of stuff. And people close to the the team kind of knew that that, was, that wasn't going to be the case just because of, head coach Arthur Smith and his ability to kind of get the best out of these players. I think more or less it was sort of, you see that the franchise quarterback for over a decade has now left the team. Uh, Julio Jones is gone. So what did they have? They just had Kyle Pitts. They just had Cordero Patterson. We didn't know what Cordero Patterson was going to be. Um, and just a defense that has Grady Jarrett. I feel like that was sort of the national perspective for the Falcons, but I think they have done very well given the circumstances that they have. You know, this is one of the most cap-ridden teams in NFL history uh, with the dead cap that they're dealing with. They're still paying Matt Ryan, still paying Julio Jones, all these different guys that just aren't playing for them anymore. So the last two years, and this year specifically, they've had to sort of rely on these outside, you know, one-year prove-it deal type players to sustain success outside of the draft class. And given that that's the case, you can't help but be – you know, relatively happy with where they're at right now. They're in playoff positioning as as bad as the NFC South has been this year, um, but really just all of the NFC, right? I mean, the NFC itself has been a pretty weak conference this year um, and sort of everyone's kind of fighting for positioning there. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Falcons have had some good wins. The 49ers win is definitely the one that sticks out the most. Um, that was sort of their most complete win. They won it, you know, fairly Easily, you know, toward the end of the game, it didn't come down to the wire like it seems like every other Falcons game has this season. Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, I'd say this has been a, a solid year to uh, the Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot regime, given what they've been strapped by uh, money wise. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it's definitely like jockeying for a spot because obviously, with us being six and five, you guys are five and six. It's kind of one of those where we're like, you know, pretty much together in the standing so pretty much like a win like this could definitely um either on both ends to help propel them going into the month of december so also um let me get also your thoughts first uh miles on um what what are your storylines to watch um in this matchup against the commanders yeah i mean a big obvious one right now is the fact that kyle pitts is headed to injured reserve um so they'll be down kyle pitts but you know at the same time you can't help but notice another glaring fact with the falcons is that kyle pitts has not had the kind of impact this season that 
he had last year as a rookie as far as yardage, um, you know, touchdowns. He only had one touchdown last year. But he has impacted the game a good bit blocking-wise, so, um, you know, that that will be missed. But I'm not expecting it to be too much of a impact as a lot of people seem to think that it might be. Uh, Michael Pruitt and Parker Hesse have stepped up big time for the Falcons at the tight end position. Um, so that'll be one to watch. Um, I do expect the Falcons to continue with their uh, rushing attack every game that – you know, they're finding success running the ball usually means they're going to, you know, have a good performance. Uh, unfortunately, Marcus Mariota hasn't been the best as far as when you rely on him to to win the game for you when it comes to being a quarterback and throwing it, you know, 20, 25 times a game. Uh, you know, lately we're seeing him throw it maybe 15 times a game and the Falcons are still able to, to muster out some wins. So I expect the Falcons to continue to rely on that ground attack um, you know, again, it, it's kind of here and there, depending on the situation with their passing attack. They do have talent. Drake London has shown, has flashed some phenomenal potential, sort of the same potential that Kyle Pitt showed last year um, at that wide receiver position. Alameda Zacchaeus has done very well um, as a wide receiver two slash three. Um, last year, he was a wide receiver one with Calvin, the Calvin Ridley issue, and that's not his forte. He's at his best when he's sort of in that slot role. Um, guys like Cadero Hodge have stepped up, um, but again, the, the story with the Falcons is all their rushing attack. Cordero Patterson, rookie Tyler Algier has been very good, um, as well as practice squad elevated guy, uh, Caleb Huntley. And you pair that with Marcus Mariota's rushing ability, it's something else you got to consider back there in the backfield when when facing Atlanta. For sure. Rob, what are your, um, your storylines watching this uh, in this matchup? A, a classic offense versus defense type matchup especially if you look at the two strengths from each of the respective teams. Um, Miles hit on it. The run game is big for Atlanta, second in rushing yards, seventh in rushing touchdowns. And you look at the opposite for the commanders, 10th in rushing touchdown or rushing yards allowed and ninth in rushing touchdowns allowed. So it's really going to be just a matter of if the Falcons are going to be able to kind of wear the commanders front four down, um, kind of like what we did to Philadelphia and, and Houston last week. Um, if they're able to do that, how is Marcus Mariota going to respond? Because they're 32nd, 30th in passing yards offense and 16th in passing touchdowns. Is Marcus Mariota going to be able to go up and really pick apart the secondary that as of late over the last four, five, six weeks has been playing very, very well? Uh, we saw Kendall Fuller get the pick six early in the game last week. Um, Derek Forster is playing phenomenal. Benjamin St. Juice, that injury that he suffered on the Derek Forster interception last week was was nothing. So he'll he'll be suiting up, he'll be ready to go. So that secondary, are they gonna be able to take advantage if Marcus Mariota does is going to have to put the ball in his hands and beat this team with his arm? Yeah. Um, so it's a lot. And it's and it's funny, all roles lead every, every everyone in the NFL pretty much has somewhat of a Washington Commanders um, storyline. Uh, obviously, Arthur Smith, um, actually, you know, once upon a time, he was a part of this organization. He was our defensive quality control coach in 2007. So um, this is like the homecomings. You know, we also we had yeah. Matt LaFleur earlier, then Kevin O'Connell, our last home game. So a uh, homecoming of sort. And then, um, and you know, what's crazy about that as far as how, like, the kind of the dots really connect. Because obviously, um, with the game on Sunday, it's going to be the 15th anniversary of uh, Sean Taylor's death. 
and um, they're gonna have the statue. Um, they're gonna display. They're gonna have the shot. Um, the they're gonna um, have the statue um, unveiling that game as well. So it's kind of interesting, like kind of that time. And then Arthur Smith was around during you know when Sean Taylor, um, you know what you know was on his was on the team. So. And then um, just the fact that the Commanders are coming home after obviously um, two great um, road wins, obviously in Philly and also in Houston. So, you know, can they come back from that heartbreaking home loss um, against the Vikings um, three weeks ago? So it's a lot of storylines to go um, around with this uh, matchup against the Falcons. But all every, it seems like everybody for some odd reason has had some form of uh, had a cup of coffee in Washington. It yeah. never fails, right? <laughs> and they're so, all doing great things now. All doing great things, right? All Kyle of Shanahan them. included. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see in a couple weeks. Yeah, on Christmas Eve, yep. And we always, um, you know, we always uh, sing his praises. Him and uh, Sean McVay, all mm-hmm. those guys, yep. <laughs> so, um, any particular matchups that you guys are looking for in this matchup? Um, in, in this game, um, I'm gonna go with you first, Miles. Uh, any uh, particular matches that you're looking forward to watching? Yeah, no, it, it will be interesting to see how uh, I think Taylor Heineke uh, approaches the passing game when it comes to Atlanta because Atlanta's taken some hits in the secondary. AJ Terrell will be back in the lineup, but he's been sort of banged up. Um, Casey Hayward, we've lost the injured reserve. Um, and they've dealt with some other injuries there. Um, it was a strength for the Falcons to start the season, but uh, the last few weeks they've taken some hits there. So I, I would expect to see Taylor Heineke in the passing game try to go after them a little bit. Um, but the Falcons have been pretty good, or at least were really good this past few weeks um, containing uh, Justin Fields. Uh, I was, I think a lot of Falcons fans were pleasantly surprised to see their ability. Again, Justin, he, he made his plays. That was just It was going to happen based on how he's been playing the last month. Um, but for the most part, the Falcons kept him in check. Um, you know, he had a rushing touchdown. He had one passing touchdown, but they did contain him for the most part. And outside of that one game where PJ Walker and uh, Dante Foreman sort of went off in that atrocious Thursday night football game, uh, just a week and a half prior when they faced the Falcons, they held PJ Walker in check, um, who is kind of, you know, he's got that ability to make plays outside of the pocket. So it really is a matter of which Falcons team shows up because they've they've kind of picked and choose which 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 times they want to you know perform at their best. Um, so it is kind of dependent on that. I do expect Washington to run the ball a good bit just because how much success they've had. And uh, you touched on it earlier, just the rushing attacks that um, both teams have. It, it, it is maybe a quick game, um, like uh, like uh, the, the Bears game was. Both teams like to to run the ball a good bit. So. That's one I do have my eye on. Um, as far as the Falcons' offense is concerned, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and maybe pass it a little bit more than expected. They're going to run the football. I mean, that's a mathematical certainty just because of how successful they are at it. But I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe Marcus and Arthur Smith maybe mix it up a little bit and, and pass it a good bit, a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, um, any matchup that you look forward to watch? I'm looking at our running backs against this front seven. I was looking at the numbers of Atlanta. They're, I mean, to be frank, they're not good. They're 28th in yards per play, 29th in rushing touchdowns, 22nd in rushing yards. Um, And you look at their pass defense, 32nd in total yards allowed, total passing yards allowed, and 29th in scoring defense. Um, Theoretically, this offense, if Scott Turner is smart with it and he devised a good game plan, 
Taylor Heineke should be able to nitpick this defense, you know, in any way he chooses. Um, but it is Taylor Heineke. And just as much as Miles said that Atlanta likes to pick and choose when they show up, uh, Taylor Heineke likes to pick and choose when he shows up and wants to play a decent game. And again, it's going to come down to Scott Turner building a game plan for Taylor Heineke and it not, and Taylor Heineke sticking to the game plan and not trying to play hero ball, which he's done a very good job the last two weeks especially in Philadelphia. Um, other than that, only other matchup I'd really want to see is if Chase Young does play, how he does. I think Ron Rivera said he's going to be on a 15 to 20 snap count, uh, kind of like a pitch count. I just want to see how he looks against that that offensive line and and really just see what his, what his knee's looking like, how he's moving side to side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you said, Taylor Haneke, because Taylor Haneke, he was from Gwinnett, right? Is he Collins Hill. Yes, oh, yeah, sir. okay, yeah, Gwinnett. Yeah, I knew it. The second I, on him today. <laughs> yeah, because I know it's always like I, I always it's I always get where he's from. Like I know because people say well he's not technically from Atlanta, he's like from Gwinnett County. Yeah, and, there's been a whole debate about what's yeah. Atlanta, what's not <laughs> I, yeah. He's from the greater Atlanta area, I would say. Right. That's yeah. So yeah. That, this this is well, yeah. I'm glad for clearing that up because I know I think we talked about that. Um, I talked, I know I talked to somebody about it last last year about name like well he's really not from atlanta i'm like oh, okay well whatever i always yeah. tell people i'm from atlanta i'm not really from atlanta because if yeah. i say i'm from alpharetta they're gonna be like where's that it's like it's a suburb of atlanta so <laughs> right facts <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is that's how it is like when we like with russell wilson like because even though he's in his bio he's from richmond but he's from like a suburb west of, of richmond but he's still richmond so it's, yeah Kind of like it's that. easier to explain. Example. Exactly. Instead yeah. of actually giving out his, you know, where he's actually sure. the city he's yeah. from, because it's going to have a Richmond tie. But yo. exactly. Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> so um, I think I don't necessarily have a end, like as far as a, like a individual, I have an individual, more of an individual matchup in a sense. Um, pretty much, you know, Cordell Patterson and versus, um, um, Curtis Samuel, both of them in a sense, they're like the, the, the two Swiss Army knives of, of each teams. And like Cordell Patterson, he shredded us in that in, in the last game that we played, uh, played you guys in Atlanta last year. So like I could definitely see, you know, him um, having that type of a game again. And then also, you, you know, we had Curtis in that game against Atlanta, but obviously coming off that hamstring, he really wasn't 100% uh, when, he, when, we, when they, uh, we faced each other last october so just seeing them now seeing what they're going to do because they're definitely going to be an integral part of of either team's success i think if you know um cordell has a great game you know you know atlanta's gonna have a great shot and then also with curtis i think if he has a great game uh washington have a legitimate shot as well so so miles i gotta ask you what are the keys for a Falcons win to get yourself at 500 going into December. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we've, we've kind of touched on it already, but I mean, the Falcons have to continue their success in the in the running game. And basically, as far as offense is concerned, if the running game does work, Marcus Mariota can't turn it over. That's been where the Falcons have had some issues because they they run the ball in every single game they play, but when they face issues, is when they turn the ball over in these, you know. Freak incidents. It seems it's just like an Atlanta thing. I don't know what it is, but um, they just seem to, you know, have these costly turnovers at, at bad times. Um, 
And I don't expect the Falcons to have a big passing game. I remember I, I mentioned that I expect them to maybe a little bit more than expected. But again, I, I feel like like every team in the NFL, the more balanced they are, the more successful they'll be. So if the Falcons do, if the Falcons are efficient in the passing game, then I think they will win. Um, as far as on the defensive side for a Falcons win, I think they've got to rattle Heineke. They've got to get him down. They can't let him create things outside of the pocket because that's what he did last year, and he just shredded the Falcons. Um, you know, you saw that especially – I mean, you can make the case that the Falcons should have won the game last year. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. at the very end, Heineke, you know, you realize the Falcons are the Falcons at the very end of the game. So Falcons can't seem to close out fourth quarters, so they have a knack for that. Um, but, uh, you know, joking aside, the, the Falcons, I think, are the key to their victory. They're going to have to contain Heineke and force him to to make plays in the pocket. Sort of a similar thing to, I think, a commander's uh, victory is forcing Marcus Mariota to beat them. I think the Falcons have to force Taylor Heineke to beat them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we'll turn our attention to the commander. So, Rob, um, what are some keys for you for – for us, the commanders to take a seven and five uh, victor lead on uh, that seven and five record going into December. Oh, uh, Miles hit it on the head. You you have to get to Marcus Mariota. You have to make him beat you. Um, I don't think he can. Like I said earlier, this defense has been playing great last few weeks. Um, if you're able to shut that run game down, like I said, they're 30th in pass offense and 60th in passing touchdowns. Um, our Pass defense isn't great. We're 19th in passing yards allowed. Um, and given up, we are 10th in yards per play overall. But if you're able to shut down that run game, force Marcus Mariota to not only beat you, but to have to go through his progressions and let him make him not be comfortable in the pocket. That's a huge thing. But with that being said, he is a mobile quarterback. So you got to have, you got to be able to. Um, contain him. You can't just everybody rush in, allow him to get to the outside and break off a 12, 15 yard run. You know, every other play, you're going to have to contain him. And I think that's where Chase Young is actually going to come in clutch this week. Again, you don't have to, he's going to be on a pitch count. He doesn't have to go full speed, 100%. So maybe a majority of his plays that he is in, just have him kind of sit on the outside and contain Mariota. Because if you allow him to get out, to get onto the outside, and get a run lane, it's going to be very hard to beat this team. For sure. Um, I think also, like you said, almost to kind of echo your sentiments as far as um, I look at uh, pressure to Mariota, like pretty much kind of, you know, collapse the pocket for him, you know. So, you know, that giving him opportunities, like, and that's to beat us. Um, I definitely think um, can we contain the run? Almost, I, I think I was really impressed with kind of what we did against Houston Really, pretty much containing Damian Pierce at that you know at the time he was like the fifth leading rusher in the um, in NFL at that time. So can we um, you know contain uh, that run? Um, and like you said, I, I definitely think Taylor Heineke is going to have an opportunity to get you know um, to, to have an opportunity to throw the football because I think you guys are what twenty seven and six. I think which guys only had well. There, um, there's no, been some struggles getting in the court. Yeah, it's, it's been, been an issue struggles. for two decades. <laughs> yeah, so I think if he gets, you know, gets that ability, because I think Taylor Heineke, if he has time, and he, like you said, Miles, he he can shred you, you know, if you give him time, just like any quarterback in his league, if you give them time and opportunity, that they could uh, can beat you. So I definitely think um, that I think essentially, um, and 
also with Taylor Haneke, he can't turn the ball over. I think that's one thing, too, where this is going to be a little intriguing because, I mean, I think you guys would have, like, nine interceptions on the season. So it's kind of like, you know, it's deceptive, like, you know, as far as um, – it's an opportunity for you guys, you know, like as far as getting um, getting turnovers off of Taylor Haneke. So, as long as he don't turn the football over, um, I think, like you said, we run run the game, run run the ball. And you know what's so funny? The irony of, of it all, who's first in time of possession in the NFL? The Washington the Commanders. Boys. We've been talking about this since 2021, like, finally, you know? So, <laughs> right. So, yeah, I look because- at that. Mm-hmm. Even going back to last year, we talked about that during the four-game stretch, four-game winning streak we had last year is we're killing yeah. in time of possession, especially in that Tampa game. Yep, and yep, and now, you know, now it's finally going, finally coming into fruition. So I look at that. So I think those are kind of the keys in essence for a uh, Washington Commanders win. So, fellas, it is the time that, I got to ask you guys the million-dollar question, so prediction time. So, Miles, who you got in this uh, matchup? Um, the winner and then the score, if you got a score. Oof. Well, I got to be a homer a little bit. I'm going to – because I, I will say the, the Falcons are very good at getting to 500. They're not good at getting above 500. So, <laughs> this is five and six. This is prime positioning to get to 500. So, I'm going to say Dirty Birds win this one. Let's call it, I'm going to say 24-14. Okay. <laughs> Rob? <laughs> oh, it's tough. Washington does not like to be above 500. Um, <laughs> Very similar right. teams. Yeah. 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 The Spider-Man uh, meme. <laughs> we we yeah. love getting to 500. Once we're at 500, we, we feel like we've, we've peaked Same. and we can take a break. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, oh, it's I think it's gonna be a close game. I think 24 21 commanders, he got a victory. A little Joey Sly, a little Joey Sly field goal in the last 15 seconds. There we go, yeah, yes, yeah. We, we can't be be beat by young, young way, so oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's my goal. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, he's legit. And it's funny. So actually, I got the commanders actually winning the inverse of your score, Miles. I got the commanders winning 24 to 14. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So yep. <laughs> if this but, yeah. if this was the opposite, if the Falcons were 500 right now, then I'd just give the commanders the edge <laughs> Right. I know, right? <laughs> and, and vice versa, if we were what five and six as well, like but now we now six and five is like exactly so there's uncharted territory. This now. team don't know what to do now. <laughs> I know, right? Because we haven't we haven't been over five hundred in like four years. This late in this past week too, yeah. I've, yeah, I've been bringing it up for weeks. Right, it's bizarre. Last time Very for the bizarre. Falcons, it was the 2017 playoffs, so it's been a minute for them too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll put a bow on this week's Commanders in the chat, episode 59. I guess we can. This is the the um, London Fletcher edition. The London Fletcher, uh, yeah. Pro Football Hall of Fame semifinalist, London Fletcher. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 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 So, Mal, tell them where they can find you on social media and any upcoming project which you got going on. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm very active on Twitter, especially on Falcons game days. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Miles Garrett TV, Miles with an I, not a Y. Um, and for any Atlanta folks who might be watching, uh, we do a lot of Falcon shows on Fox 5. Uh, we do uh, Rise Up Tonight, which airs every midnight Friday nights uh, with Kelly Price, uh, talking, you know, kind of a, more of a chill, relaxed Falcon show than Early Birds, 830 Saturday mornings. Uh, with our Justin Felder and former quarterback DJ Shockley talking about the game. And then Sunday night, there's the Dirty Bird Report, which is an hour-long post-game show. So if you guys like watching the Falcons, Fox 5 is the place for you. I'm in charge of those shows, so uh, shameless plug there. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And do they – because I, I don't really go – I don't really be on Twitter, like, during, like, game days anymore because, I guess, just for my sanity. They, they I still, need to get to they, that they, level. They still do the – they still – at you with, with Miles Garrett? Do they, they still, still do what? Oh, they still well, ask you? Not all. It, it's usually always when something big happens with Miles yeah. Garrett. Like if, yeah. if he like has a huge game or, or something yeah. happens, then then something you know something <laughs> might happen in that regard. But um, yeah, no, that, it, it it still happens from time to time. Okay. But uh, but yeah, you know, I don't think it'll. I don't think I'll ever. I'll ever get rid of it. But. I don't think so either. I know because at first we, I like, and that, and and, and kudos you for just ha- hold, held, holding this for so many years. Because I remember, I like, <laughs> even going back, you know, dating back like the twenty twenty. I'm like, y'all still don't know this man. Oh yeah, spell, no, Miles it's, Garrett with a it's, Y. It's crazy. I mean, we look so we look so similar. So I yeah, mean, that, I guess, that's that's what it has to be. I guess I understand. <laughs> you know, where where people might might get because <laughs> it's um, just like right because it's, it's Miles Garrett TV, and I'm like. Yeah. No, it's Why I guess it's just the blue check mark. That's all. That's all. That's all I got going for me right now. But uh, yeah, one more plug I got too. Actually, I completely forgot. Michelle, I completely Michelle, forgot yeah. wearing, the, wearing the shirt. Um, if any movie people out there, um, I'm gonna be in this movie, Fantasy Football, coming out Friday. Um, so I have a very small part in it. But if anyone okay. likes movies, I'm in it. <laughs> okay, you bet. Because yeah, because that's coming out Friday. Yeah, that's right. Because that's with Amari Hardwick. Yep. Mm-hmm. With Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Kelly yep. Rowland, mm-hmm. and then the girl from Black um, from Blackish. Yes. Marissa. Yes. Mar- yeah. So yeah, I, you know, for sure. Oh yeah, we go, we go yeah. watch that. Be like yeah, oh uh, yeah. That's that's my boy Miles Garrett over there. <laughs> there you go. For sure, there for we sure. go. <laughs> yeah, we definitely go. Uh, we gonna get that. Yep, we'll definitely check that out. So, Rob, um, where can you find your social media and any upcoming uh, projects which you got going on? Y'all already know where you can find me, FNC Pod on Twitter, Football and Show Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Miles, again, thank you so much for coming on. Very insightful. Um, definitely giving up something other than like a different look in the Falcons and what I pull up just in, in the stats. <laughs> absolutely. But, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I have nothing big coming up. Um, I'm about to move in a couple of weeks. So then once I get down, back down to San Diego to some warm weather. I'll be able to, you know, do a couple of shows from outside on my patio, sipping pina coladas. But until then, you know, commanders in the chat. Um, so are we doing post-game Sunday? Yeah. Um, All right. Yep. Yeah. Episode 60. Yeah. The Chris All Samuels right. edition. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a forgotten name. But yeah, commanders in the chat sure. Sunday, uh, 5, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern. Yes, indeed, and uh, pretty much commanders in the chat, commanders itc on uh, pretty much any way you get social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is there, and also uh, check out the podcast commanders in the chat. Uh, pretty much Apple, Spotify, with there as well. Then also check out my other uh, podcast, uh, Couch Coach Live. 
Um, pretty much same thing. Uh, Couch Coach Live, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, under there, and then also the podcast, Couch Coach Live. So pretty much just do a search, Couch Coach Live, and also command us in the chat. You know, we'll we'll be there. And once again, definitely appreciate your mouths for coming on. Thanks for always, having me on, guys. Always, always consider you like you like a, you're a top five guest when it comes <laughs> to um, Couch Coach Live and Commanders in the chat. So definitely appreciate it you coming on. And yeah. man, we're definitely gonna check out um, check out fantasy football yep. for sure. Awesome. Yeah, man. So <laughs> yeah, so this has been this week's Commanders in the chat. We'll see you guys on the post game on Sunday at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and we're out.